Parashas Bo, we have the mitzvahs of matzah and maror, Pesach matzah and maror, matzah and maror are the two that we still do today. The Torah says repeatedly that we should eat matzahs. V'achluha sebasar balayla hazet, tzliyeshu matzahs al marorim yochluhu, shivas yom matzos tochelu, shmartem esam matzos, v'chomash vasechem tochlu matzos, it says they baked matzos, ugos matzos, kilo chametz, matzos yachel et shivas yomim, and so on. Maror is only mentioned once, I think. Al matzos umrorim, al matzos umrorim yochluhu, the... Marur indeed is only drabanan bismanazeh because marur is only mentioned in the context of Pesach. The Pesach should be eaten accompanied with matzos and marurim. We don't do the Pesach, so marur is not daraisa, marur is drabanan. Matzah, the Gemara explains, is daraisa because matzah is mentioned as an independent obligation. You should eat matzos, be'erav tochlu matzos, shivas yom matzos tochelu, and so on. Matzos is mentioned as, a, as an obligation in and of itself, and therefore matzah b'zman is still daraisa. Pesach is the holiday of tradition, the God of that it's all about uh, passing on the Mesorah, remembering what happened, b'chol dar v'dar, chayav adam atzmo, chayav adam atzmo. The Pesach is all about rem- remembering what happened a long time ago, keeping, it, uh, keeping, the, keeping the Mesorah, keeping, uh, keeping the memory alive, feeling, being inspired the way we should be by what happened back then. And Matzah and Mar and Pesach, of course, are ancient traditions going back, even before Matan Torah, going back even to Pesach Mitzrayim. There are Midrashim that Avram ate Matzah and Lot ate Matzah on Pesach, but Matzah and Mar, all Mitzvahs in the Torah, obviously have to do with tradition. Arguably, Pesach, Matzah, and Mar are even more so than most. What I want to speak about tonight is a, is a pair of curious discussions that occur about matzah and mar, both of which have to do with problems with the Mesorah, problems with identifying whether the things that we think are matzah and mar today are necessarily the same things that matzah and mar were in the time of Chazal. Anytime we have a machlokis in halacha, obviously, in a certain sense, that generally has to do with the with some kind of disruption to the Mesorah. But here in particular, it's interesting, it's ironic, these are mitzvahs that are all about Mesorah, and, these, and we're going to discuss fairly simple questions, fairly straightforward questions, the identity of the species, the species of plants that go into matzah, that, that, that make up marah, and yet there is considerable debate, both in the context of matzah and in the context of marah, about what exactly a matzah has to be made out of, and what exactly a marar, marar is supposed to be. So we'll discuss matzah first. The Mishnah Psachim says, we had it in Zafyomi not long ago, Eludvarim Sha'adam Yotzbani de Chavasim Pesach. There are five grains with which a person can be Yotzi the mitzvah of matzah. You can make matzah out of lots of things, and you can eat it on Pesach. Chazal didn't have any notion of kidneyos. You can make matzah out of anything you want, as long as it's not chametz, and it won't be chametz if it's not these five grains. Only these five grains are machmets generally. So, but in terms of being Yotzi the Mitzvah, Yotzi the Mitzvah of the Erev Toklu Matzos, Yotzi the Mitzvah of Matzah the Seder, Matzah has to be made out of these five grains, Chitim, Saorim, Kusmin, Shifon, and Shibola Shul. What are these five grains? The Gemara already deals with that question. Chitim and Saorim, you're expected to know, wheat and barley. What are the other three? What, what are they exactly? So the Bryce says, Kusmin, Minchitim, 
Kusmin is a kind of wheat, a subspecies of wheat, falls under the general species of wheat. Shibola, Shual, Vishifon are Minsaorin, are kinds of barley. In case you don't know, still don't know exactly what these are, Kusmin is Gulba, Shifon is Dishra, Shibola, Shual is Shuvli, Shuvili, Sala. Not much help, but these are the five grains with which a person can bake matzahs. Why these five? The Imara explains is a heckish between matzah and chametz. The only grains which can be used to make matzah are those grains which, if you're not careful to make matzah out of them, will be subject to chimutz. Only these five grains can become chametz. The other types of other things, rice, millet, orism, dochen, since they can't be chametz, they can't be they, they can't become chametz, and they're not good for matzah. And that is basically. That's basically how we know what can be used to make matzah. There's no actual drusha that says chitim saurin kusman shifun shibalashuel, but it's based on this principle that the only things that can be matzah are the things that can become chametz. And Chazal knew, apparently Chazal knew that these were the only five grains that can become chametz. So what are these five grains? So of course chitim and saurim are the two easy ones. Chitim is wheat and saurim is barley. We know what wheat is. We know what barley is. That is simple. What exactly are Kusmin, Shifon, and Shibola Shul? So Kusmin and Shifon maybe are not as well known as wheat and barley, but there is nevertheless broad, pretty much unanimous consensus. We know what these two are as well. Kusmin is spelt, Shifon is rye. So four out of five, we have pretty high confidence that we know what they are. Chitim, Saurim, Kusmin, Shifon, wheat, barley, spelt, rye. What is Shibola Shul? What is grain number five? So what is Shibola Shul? Rashi tells us. Rashi says Shibola Shul is Avena. I don't speak French, but Avena apparently is some from some form or another is the French, the old Latin word for the old the old word for oats. It's, it's still used in French. I'm not going to try to pronounce it the way it's supposed to be pronounced in French, but uh, more or less that word A V A V E N A V O I N E. That's the, that, that's the French word for oats. Rashi tells us Shibola Shul is oats. Why is it called Shibola Shul? Shul means fox. Shibola means stalk of grain. So the Rashi says it's shaped like the foxtail. Oats are shaped like a foxtail. I don't know exactly what oats look like. I will take Rashi's word for it that oats, you can look at pictures on the internet, but I, I, you'd have to compare a foxtail and compare the, the oats and see how they are or are not the same. We can take Rashi's word for it that oats resemble the tail of a fox. What is shifon? Rashi tells you what that is also. Shifon is sigla. The S-E-I-G-L-E is indeed the French word for rye. Again, so the first four are again are pretty uncontroversial. Rashi tells us shibola shuol is, is oats. Many of the Rishonim, particularly the Ashkenazic Rishonim, also understand Shibola Shul to mean oats. Rabbeinu Gershom, they bring, says Shibola Shul. Before Rashi, even Shibola Shul means oats. The later German Rishonim, the Leket Yosher, I think quoting his Rebbe, the Trumas Edeshen, says, Chitim, Kusmin, Sa'orin, Shibola Shul, Shifon. What are they? Belash and Ashkenaz. Chitim are Weitz, German Weizen for wheat. Uh, that is Chitim. Kusmin is Dinkel, which is the German word for spelt. Saorim is Gershta. Again, my pronunciation is probably awful, but I'm just uh, frenetically sounding them out. Gersta, Gershta, that is barley in German. 
what is what is uh, Shibala Shual? Shibala Shual is Shibala Shual is Havrin. Hey Aleph Beis Reish Nun. That is clearly a form of the word Hefer. Not sure how you pronounce that either, but that's also a German word that is the equivalent of Avina, which means oats. So he also, following the German Messiah, says that Shibola Shual is oats. And what is she, what is the last one? What is Shifon? Shifon is corn. Corn is a, is a tricky word. Today we think of corn, we Americans, we think of the yellow stuff that comes on a cob or comes in a can. Corn is a new world, uh, new world grain. They didn't have it in old Europe. Corn, the, the word corn in European languages predates the, the new world corn. Corn was used to mean grain, different types of grain. So it's not that helpful actually to tell us that, uh, to tell us that chiffon is corn. Again, corn may have had a specific meaning in the, in the dialect of German they spoke. The Maril, in any event, the Maril also, another German from around the same time, the Maril says Kusmin is Tinkle, Dinkle, which is spelt. Shibola Shual is Hefer, Haver, which is oats. Shifon is corn, oh, ragen. Ragen, indeed, is the German word for rye. So the German Rishonim, in general, the, the, they understand the first four are the same as, every, the same as everyone else. And the fifth one, Shibola Shual, they identify as oats. Hefer, Avena, different, different European words for oats. The Aruch, again, around the, around the same time as Rashi, the Aruch brings, the pshat, brings two pshatim in what Shibola Shual is. One shot, Yeshomrim, the second shot is like Rashi, that it's Vena, shaped like a fox's tail. His first shot, however, is that Shibola Shual is Sigala. Samach Yud Gimel Aleph Lamed Aleph. Sigala is understood to mean a certain kind, a certain kind of barley, two-road barley. There's six-road barley and two-road barley. It's a certain type of barley. So Sigala is, according to the first shot of the Arach, is a certain kind of barley. Going back to the Gemara, the Gemara said that Kusmin is Minchitin, Shibala Shual Bashifon Min Saurin. So if, if, if Shibala Shual is Sigala, it certainly is a type of barley. If it is, as Rashi and other German Rishonim say, if it is uh, French and German Rishonim, if it is oats, that's actually a little bit problematic. Oats is not actually a type of barley by any stretch of the imagination. We don't know exactly how Chazal classified grains, but it's apparently those who understand grains say, that it's not really so easy to understand why you would classify oats as a kind of barley. But in any event, the most Rishonim, the German Rishonim, most Rishonim said that Shibola Shual is, Shibola Shual is oats, and there is an alternate view that, she, that Shibola Shual is some kind of barley or something else. Rambam and Pirusha Mishnah says something, apparently Rav Kapachas translated it in a way which also indicates that it's not oats, but it's something else. So again, among the Ashkenazic Rishonim, there's a pretty pretty consistent, unanimous Masorah that Shibola Shual is oats. Among the non-Ashkenazic Rishonim, there was, it was not entirely clear. Now, even though the Rishonim and later Poskim tell us what these various grains are, it wasn't really a, a living Masorah, it wasn't really a living tradition, in that matzah was typically made, was always made, pretty much almost always made, out of wheat. The Maril already mentions this. The Maril says... Iker mitzvah is to make matzah out of wheat. The Maril does not explain why. His source, his basis for this is, when we look at the language of Chazal, he says whenever Tanaim, whenever the, whenever the Chachmei Mishnah tell us about matzah, they always refer to chitim lepesach. They refer to wheat for Pesach. They never talk about shibola shul for Pesach or kusmin lepesach. They always talk about chitim lepesach. 
So it's always hard to know what we find that in the Chazal they did something a certain way. Is that simply because it was convenient and practical, or is that because it's a halacha? Maril understands it is normative. There is a halacha, at least l'chatchila, that the Iker Mitzvah, he says, is to use chitim for matzah. That's how the Ramah Paskins in Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch himself just brings the Lush and the Mishnah. You can make matzah of any of the five grains. The Ramah says the minag is l'chatchila. Ramah only says l'chatchila, but the minag l'chatchila is to use wheat. Why is the minute to use wheat? Maril and the Ramah don't explain. So we have two explanations in the, in the Achron. The Levush, echoed by most of the, most of the mainstream Achronim, the Levush says the reason is, Chitim is Muvcher. Chitim is tastier, Chitim is the highest quality grain, and therefore it is preferred for the mitzvah. The mitzvah should be done with the highest quality stuff that you have. As the Mishnah Brewer explains, it's an element of Hidr mitzvah. Since chitim is chaviv la'adam, it's tastier, it's more enjoyable. Biyoser, the most enjoyable of the five grains, it's hidr mitzvah. That's why chitim is preferable. If you don't have chitim, of course, you use other grains. In lo chitim, the Mishnah Brewer says, yikach lamatzos me'echad me'hadalad minim Again, following the idea of the lavosh, whatever is most attractive to you, whatever is tastiest, that is the, that, that's what you should use. So according to the Lavush, the Mishnah Brewer, the Achronim who bring this approach, the reason we use chitim, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing unique to matzah or to chitim, it's just a question of hit or mitzvah, you should always do the mitzvah, you should use the best wine you have for the Arbakosis and the Kiddush, and you should use the best grain you have for matzah, so you use wheat, which is the best kind of grain. The Marsham, Milchas Yitzchak, give a different reason. Marsham was actually talking about, now again, historically, as far as I know, we don't have any real accounts of anyone ever making matzah out of anything else. It just wasn't done, as far as I know. Marsham had a case, Halach Lamaisa, people weren't deliberately making, making, wheat, making matzah out of anything else. Marsham was talking about a case where the, where the dealers, the, the grain dealers, were adulterating their wheat by, by mixing in, by commingling some of the other grains, Orim and Shifon, Barley and uh, barley and uh, and and rye into the wheat. Apparently, it was cheaper. It was it was profitable for them to do this. So they were. It was still primarily wheat, but they were adulterating the wheat with other grain. So the marsham wants to know if this poses any halachic problem. Forgetting about the kosher mishpat issue of not giving the customer what he paid for, the marsham wants to know if the vendors are committing a Hilchot Pesach infraction, a, a Chometz and Matzah infraction by doing this. So the Marsham brings from the Gemara, from various poskim, that wheat becomes Chometz less quickly than Saorim. Saorim is Machmetz faster than Saorim. We had in Dafyomi in the Sugya of Lusisa, of, of soaking the grain. So the Gemara distinguishes between Chitim and Saorim. It says that Saorim becomes Chometz faster, so we're more stricter about it. We don't do Lusisa on any grain. But nevertheless, the Magen Avram brings that the Post can bring that that that, that there are, there are, we, we extend this principle further. There are other halachas of chametz and matzah where we say that saorim and other grains can become chametz faster than than chitim can. Therefore, the marsham says it could be we can give a different reason for the for the maril the ramaz minig. Besides the reason of the levush, we can give a different reason, an alternate reason. They were concerned about chametz that the chitim don't become chametz. We, we're very strict on matzah anyway. We try to bake it as fast as possible, but Saurim is even harder. As hard as it is to get uh, fully kosher matzah out of wheat, it's even harder to do it with saurim. 
Therefore, he says the minhag was not to use Saurim. He says that Marsham says it was only Lachatchila. He says that Mikra uh, Din, you know, we you're allowed to make matzah of Saurim. But Lachatchila, they shouldn't do it, he says. Lachatchila, the dealer should not do this. And that's why, and that's why there was a minhag to use only Chitim. And that's why it's wrong to mix, to mix uh, rye and barley into the wheat for the matzah. So the Marsham develops this idea. Minchas Yitzchak in a tshuva, a tshuva to Tshuva to Rabbi Yaakov Echezkel Posen of London, he says that, England, I think London, he says that, uh, that the question was, can you make matzah of any other grains? And halacha l'maisa, do we do this? Minchas Yitzchak argues at length that we do not. And he says that he goes with this marsham, he takes it even further. He argues that even b'dyevet it's a problem, that, uh, that even b'dyevet you can't make matzah, even though the marsham said it was only l'chatchila, and we're not machram b'dyevet, but... Uh, he, the Marsham wants to machmer even b'diavad. The Marsham was talking about someone who was unable to eat wheat. We'll discuss that soon. And wanted to make matzah out of other grains. And the Marsham says, no. Marsham says, you really can't do it. It's a really serious problem, even b'diavad of chametz. And the Marsham is not happy with allowing you to make matzah out of anything else. Again, most postgame for centuries have said you're allowed to make matzah out of other grains. As uh, the Mishnah Brewer said, Mishnah Brewer paskin halacha l'maysa, you're allowed to make matzah out of the other four minim. That, uh, he may have been echoing earlier achronim, but he just brings it halacha l'maysa without comment. And certainly the achronim in general, even the Ramah, the Ramah said, we take chitim. The Ramah certainly had no problem taking other grains. Nevertheless, the Marsham, l'chatchila, and the Mishnah Yitzchak, even b'dyeved, Said that we don't make matzah out of the other grains because of a concern, because of a concern for chametz. So in practice, matzah was generally made out of wheat. So exactly getting back to the question of what shibol shul is, in practice it wasn't as, it wasn't much of an issue because everyone was using chitim anyway. Chitim tastes better. Chitim is more kosher. Chitim is what you normally make bread out of. All of our bread. What do we eat for bread? We we, we put barley in chalent. We make beer out of barley. We don't eat barley bread. So anyway, the, all, the, all the stuff we eat is made. Today we have all kinds of health-conscious foods. We have multigrain this and uh, seven-grain this. And we even have Ezekiel bread and so on. We have all kinds of interesting, uh, interesting stuff. But in general, uh, the, our normal bread is wheat. So the normal matzah is wheat. So the, it was never much of an issue making matzah out of anything else. Marsham talked about it was adulterated. But they, they never really had an issue of making matzah out of anything else in a large-scale practical way. Until, until about two or three decades ago. Some people can't eat wheat. Some people have a great deal of trouble eating wheat. Either, either have wheat allergies, some of them. Some of them have celiac disease. Some people have celiac disease where it's uh, unhealthy and painful and difficult for them to consume wheat. And celiac sufferers are not just, uh, don't just have a problem with wheat. They have a problem with gluten in general. Wheat allergies, you can be allergic to different things in the wheat, specifically to wheat. You can eat maybe spelt matzah or other types of matzah. But people who have celiacs have a real problem. They can't eat any grain with gluten. And even the, 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 the five grains vary in how much gluten they have, but most of them have at least some gluten. And someone who has actual celiac disease really can't eat any of the, any of the first four grains, wheat, barley, spelt, or rye. Basically, anything that you can actually make bread out of, normal bread, celiacs can't eat. Because gluten, apparently, according to the bread science people, gluten is actually a critical ingredient in making what we think of as bread, with the texture and the rising of bread. In other words, chametz, more or less, without defining what chametz is exactly. But gluten is really, is really essential in the, in the chametz and matzah process. As Chazal say, matzah is the flip side of chametz, bread that could have become chametz and was shamur and didn't. That's what matzah is. 
So you pretty much need gluten for that. You, you really can't make uh, bread-like stuff with, easily with anything that doesn't have gluten. So someone who has celiacs really can't eat any of the first, uh, the first four grains. But he can apparently eat wheat. He can apparently eat oats. A, cel- a person suffering with celiacs can eat oat products. They have minimal or no gluten. So in the 90s, a Rav named Rabbi Kestenbaum in England decided, he had a daughter apparently suffering from celiacs, so he decided to investigate the feasibility of baking oat matzah. It wasn't that easy, as we said, because there's no gluten. It's not easy to make oat bread. We eat Cheerios out of oats, we make oatmeal out of oats, but it's not so easy, apparently, to make a really bread-like or matzah-like thing out of oats. So he spent years developing different techniques, and eventually he managed to produce some kind of oat matzah, and oat matzahs are still produced today. They make spelt matzahs, they make oat matzahs, but especially for, the, for, for gluten sufferers, oat matzah is a very tempting way to be Yotze the Mitzvah. Apparently it doesn't taste very good. Apparently it's, uh, it's not something you want to eat if you're able to eat wheat matzah. Certainly, as the Lavush says, it's not muvchar like chitim, even less than the other grains maybe, but you can eat it. They have it. They, they have oat matzah. And if you suffer from celiacs, it is preferable to the alternative. It is preferable to wheat matzah. But now the question is, is oat matzah actually valid? Is, is oat shibol shul? Can we be so mechanat mitzvah daraisa? It's a sabbat daraisa Are we really convinced that oats are really shibol shul to the extent that a person can be yotzi the mitzvah with oats? So over the last several decades, this was a subject of a tremendous, tremendous debate in rabbinical journals. Professor Yehuda Felix, one of the leading experts on Hatamech Vachai Mikra, Hatamech Vachai Mishnah, a leading expert on Biblical and Biblical and Mishnaic and Talmudic flora and fauna, he was convinced that oats is not shibol it, it, it doesn't it doesn't match the simanim and the Gemara. It can't really become chametz. He and others have argued that for, for a variety of reasons, he argued that oats cannot really become chametz. One of the things they talk about is in Hilchas Kilayim. In Hilchas Kilayim, they talk about grains that can become Kilayim Zebazeh. It says, Shifon, Shibola Shuol, and Saurim can crossbreed. Oats are different. Segala is something of the, of the barley family and can crossbreed. But oats is something completely different. What, 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 it's not, the mission says, I think these are not Kilayim. Why wouldn't it be Kilayim? These are completely different. Oats are completely, are completely different family. They, have, they don't have anything to do with barley. Segala does look like barley. Oats does not. So there are, there are other questions they ask. The Yushalmi, the Yushalmi says Shibola Shul grows in rows. Segala apparently does have rows. That's why it's called two-road barley. Oats do not. So for a variety of these types of arguments from the different Lashonas of Chazal, Halachas of Chazal about grains, then various, various people, various, various rabbinic scholars and academics have argued that the identification of Shibola Shual with oats, with Avina, is less plausible, and it makes a lot more sense to say that the true, the true interpretation of Shibola Shual is Sigal. The Ramosha Sternbach, in one of his chuvas, actually was, at least in passing, at least at one stage uh, in his, uh, in his uh, rabbinic output, was actually uh, somewhat sympathetic to this view. Rav Sternbach was asked about what should somebody eat if he, if he can't tolerate wheat. So he says he heard they bake oat matzah. He calls matzah out of what we call today in Israel Shibola Shul, which is Quaker, which is oats. And they consider that Chameshus Aminim. 
However, he quotes one of the articles, one of the rabbinic articles in the journal Sharitian, that, that said there that, no, that Oats is not Shibola Shul. He argued, like Professor Felix, that it's not correct. Oats cannot become Chametz. It's a toast. If to call Quaker, to call Shibola Shul Oats is wrong. Says Rosh okay, if that's true, he says, insofar as that's correct, then you can't be Yotzei uh, Matzah with Oats. And again, Rosh doesn't sound like he did his own research at this point, but he says he read an article in Sharetian that says that Oats is not Shibola Shul, and then you have to look for something else, uh, some other kind of Matzah you can tolerate, don't make it out of votes. The consensus, however, of rabbinic opinion of the Rove, Minion, and Binion of the Gedolea Postkim of our generation is that we do not paskin like this, that we have, we were not choshish for this. The fact that some 20th century thinkers have started being mafakfeik in a Masorah that goes back hundreds of years, the Gedolea Harishonim and Achronim all assumed it was oats in halacha, that is the halacha, and we don't overturn a Masorah of a thousand years because of what various uh, scientifically-minded people have said in the 20th century. Everyone from Rebel Yashuv to Rav Shlomo Zalman, to Rav Adi Yosef, to, to a variety of 20th century poskim have said that the Iker Lahalacha is that Shibola Shul is oats, Bein Lakula, Bein Lachumra. Certainly that you shouldn't, uh, even if you eat kidneys, you certainly shouldn't eat oats and, and uh, oat products, oatmeal on Pesach. And even if the... And even if the... Even if the and, and, and even Lakula, you can be Yotzei Matzah. You can you can, you can you can be reasonably assured that that you can be you can be selmech that oats are shibal shul, and be Yotzei Matzah with uh, with oats. The other day, I was uh, my son was practicing some of his uh, his drilling for the for the school's chemdas program. So he was singing about the he was singing about the Simanei Aseder. So he was being uh, mischievous and playful. So he said he, he was singing. Orchats, we wash our hands with oatmeal. So my wife was horrified. Oatmeal, Simchan, Pesach, we eat oatmeal on Pesach? I said, I told my wife, I said, well, I said, there are some posts who say that oatmeal is really uh, not the Chamesh Saminim, so you're allowed to have oatmeal in your house on Pesach. My wife looks at me in horror and she says, but it's at least kidneys. I said, okay, so it's probably kidneys, but, but, but I said, kidneys you're allowed to have in your house on Pesach, you're allowed to have, no, you just can't eat it. So she said, but in my kitchen, you want to have oatmeal in the kitchen on Pesach? I said, well, the halacha is that if kidneys falls into a taruvis, you can't put it in deliberately, but if a little bit falls in, it's bottle barov. So even if some of the oatmeal falls into the chicken soup, it's not the end of the world. So, uh, so the truth is, uh, I, was, I was teasing her, obviously. The truth is, obviously, even those who are mafakfeh can say that oatmeal is not the chameshah saminim and, is, and, and you shouldn't use it for matzah, would certainly not allow you to use it which would certainly say, Lahachmer, you should consider it Chametz. There are a number of Gedolei Harishonim who said, most Rishonim and most Akronim said it was, said it, said it was the Chametz. I mean, certainly Lahachmer, you would have to treat it as Chametz. The question is, Lakula, can you be so on it to be Yotzei Matzah? That's the issue. So some, some rabbinic scholars have suggested that you should not rely on it as Matzah because Sof Kol Sof, not all Rishonim agreed, and there are some powerful arguments against it. But the mainstream, the mainstream post said that, that we, we don't place that, we don't give that much credence to academic research when it comes to, when it comes to halacha. When it comes to halacha, we follow the Masorah. The Masorah has, the Masorah has, has a long-standing identification of, of oats with Shibol Shul, and therefore, Bein Lakula, Bein Lachumra, we're so mech that Shibol Shul is oats. Roshul Zalman said, as my father reminds me, Roshul Zalman actually said, discussing an entirely different context, the context of how to write a Megillah with Psuchos and Stumos, where the Minig was to write it a certain way, 
and then we found uh, some scholarly evidence, some manuscripts of writing it a different way. So Rav Shalom Zalman was asked, should we change the minhag to, to follow the, the newly discovered evidence? Rav Shalom Zalman said, no, we have a misorah. We, we don't follow, uh, quote-unquote, academic-style evidence to change the halacha. And he said, just like we don't follow Professor Felix in his, uh, in his new idea that, not, not actually new, it goes back to the Aruch, but just as we don't follow Professor Felix when he's mafakfeik in the, in the long-standing Misuris halacha, that Shibola Shul is oath, he used that as a paradigm, so too when it comes to El Chasafras, we don't change the, our living Misura because of scholarly evidence that was discovered. But that's the opinion of most of the Gedolei Aposkim. One uh, partial exception is Rav Herschel Schechter. Rav Herschel Schechter agrees that if someone really needs, if someone really can't tolerate wheat, then he can eat oats. However, he says that's only in the case of uh, Tarek Gadol. He says it's, it's really not so muskum. It's really not entirely, uh, it's not a slam dunk, he says. So someone who could eat wheat really should. If it's a Tarek Gadol, a person could be so on the shitas that, uh, that oats is Shibola Shul. And they bring from Rav Shechter that he actually wasn't comfortable with making a Mizonos. Rav Shechter has a lot of chumras. It's hard to know. I, I don't know which chumras he held were, uh, to what extent he held this was his personal chumra, to what extent he held this is something that ordinary mortals should be choshesh for. But Rav Shechter is actually quoted as saying that, uh, actually Rabbi Rav Chaim Jachter says, Rav Shechter wrote to him that one should try not to make a Mizonos and alamichia on oats. That one should try to eat other Mizonos foods with, uh, with oats. So Simcha and I promptly told my wife that we eat Cheerios for breakfast. From now on, we will have to have cookies with the Cheerios because making a Mizonos on the, on the, Cheerios, is, on the Cheerios is problematic. I suggested that as a joke. My wife, my wife says, to be fair to Simcha, it was initially her suggestion. We have cookies for breakfast. And it's not enough to just have a small, tiny bite of cookie because that will solve Bracha Rishona. But you still have a problem with bracha achrona if you don't eat a kezayis. You have to make sure you eat a kezayis of cookie. And I guess bracha levatola, you want to make sure you eat a kezayis gomor, yotzil chaladeis, to eat a large kezayis of cookie together with your Cheerios or oatmeal to avoid any concern of, uh, of bracha, bracha rishona, and bracha achrona. All right, so Rav Shechter held that at least l'chumra, you should be machmer to, uh, we're not absolutely necessary, you should be machmer to be choshesh that oats might not be shibola uh, shul. Other posts can have said that again. Most posts can have said that uh, most posts can have said that we do accept the identification of Shibola Shul as oats. Bain Lakula, Bain Lachumra. Rabbi Jachter brings a report that Rabbi Lichtenstein said that he wasn't convinced that Professor Felix was wrong. That as a matter of halacha, we should treat oats as Shibola Shul. Again, I'm not sure if he meant Lachumra or Lakula or both. But uh, even though he even though he held out the possibility that Professor Felix might be right, but Mikra Adin, he said we still treat. And that is the consensus of the that is the consensus of the postkin. Again, I mentioned Minchas Yitzchak is not happy with making matzah of anything other than wheat. He wouldn't he wouldn't be happy with spelt matzah either. And Minchas Yitzchak was actually asked about about celiacs or about someone who actually had a significant health problem that prevented him from eating wheat matzah. Minchas Yitzchak wasn't wasn't impressed. He said that the someone can't eat. Someone can't eat wheat matzah, what should he do? He says, Ladati, after he goes through his whole tshuva explaining why non-wheat matzah is problematic, he says, Ladati, as far as I know, he says, it's not really plausible, he says. It's not, not, it's not really a real problem to have someone who is so ill that he can't eat even once a year, a, a mere kezayas of matzah. 
And therefore, he says, you shouldn't uh, rely on the dhukim of, of making non-wheat matzah. Now, apparently, people who suffer from celiacs really can't eat even small quantities of gluten. It's, uh, it, it'll still trigger the autoimmune reaction that can cause them physical harm. Apparently, it is true that they can't eat, uh, that they really can't, it is true they really can't eat even very small amounts of chitim. However, even someone who's not as, uh, maybe as Haredi as Mechat Yitzchak actually makes this argument as well. Rabbi Michael Breid has a long essay in which he argues as well that even those who, saw, even those who are medically unable or have great difficulty eating wheat, even they, he says, he very much argues based on the, the academic and modern arguments that it, it is somewhat dubious, again, Lakumra, not Lakula, but it's somewhat dubious, he says, there's great there's significant doubt that Shibola Shul is really oats. And he also argues, like Menchaz Yitzchak, that it really that it really is possible for for even a even a, even someone suffering from celiacs to eat a very small amount of wheat. His solution is he has a twist. His solution is that the halacha is that if you have a mixture of orez and chita, rice and wheat, as long as it has tam dagon, you can be mekayim the mitzvah because rice doesn't have much of a taste. So as long as there's some tam dagon, it's uh, it's okay. Mishnah Brewer, the Aruch he says, say that, that we paskin that way even if the wheat is uh, less than a kezayis. Most poskim are samech on that, he says. Most poskim go like that. Even a very small amount of wheat. So Rebraid said he consulted food experts and he made sample bakings and they said if you have 90% rice and 10% wheat, you still have tam chita. And he claims, Rebraid claims, I don't know if this is true, but Rebraid claims almost all celiac individuals can in fact digest without harm less than 10 grams of wheat for three matzahs, less than three grams for one matzah, even though, of course, rice is kidneyos. But again, for, for Tzorach Gadol, you can be lenient. And Rabbi Bright feels that to, to be Yotzi, the mitzvah daraisa, not to be somech on the, on the somewhat mafukfuk identification of, of Shibola Shuala's oats, it's better to be making on kidneyos and eat a matzah that has tam chita and mostly rice than to be somech, which he claims that most celiacs can eat, than to be selmich on eating oat matzah, which is a serious question of a suffolk derais. All right, so much for uh, so much for the question of oats and and matzah. It, with regard to maror, there is a very similar very similar dispute. Again, parallel Mishnah. The Mishnah says, "Elu yirakos shadim yotzmi dechavasa v'pesach." These are the vegetables a person can be yotzi the mitzvah of maror with. Chazeres, Tamcha, Karchavina, Ulshin, and Mar. What exactly are these uh, things? So Vimar discusses that as well. Chazeres is Chasa, Ulshin is Hindavi, Tamcha is Tamachta, Karchavina, Atzvosa de Dikla, Marar is Marirasa. Not so helpful. We don't know what half of those things mean either. So here also, here less so than the grains, some of these things we do know what they are, some of these things we do not. Chazeres is chasa, that is pretty much universally accepted to be lettuce. Now again, there are lots of kinds of lettuce. Iceberg lettuce, romaine lettuce, people who know their vegetables can probably come up with other kinds of lettuce. There's wild lettuce, which was the kind they had on the time of Chazal, which in Israel they still have apparently. Other types of lettuce. So there's all kinds of lettuce, but roughly speaking, chazeres is lettuce. Ulshin is hindavi, widely considered to be endives. The other ones are, are, are the other ones are all much more murky. Of interest to us tonight is number three is tamcha. What is tamcha? Tamachta. What is tamcha or tamachta? 
So beginning with the Rishonim of Ashkenaz, the Rishonim of Ashkenaz, the middle of the period of the Rishonim, began to say that it was horseradish. We find ready in the we find ready in the Hagos Ammonius, Marival. They say that what is what what do you use for mar? What is tamcha? It is miritich. Not sure how you pronounce that, but M E E R R E T T I C H in German is horseradish. So miritich is horseradish. It's various of the Chachme Ashkenaz. Rishonim of Ashkenaz said that they used to use horseradish. That tamcha is horseradish. Bach Bach says chazeres is lettuce. Ledich lettuce. Ulshin is kurbil. Tamcha is crane. Crane. Crane, another Central European word for horseradish. Machin Avram, Chazeris is ledech. Uh, Tamcha is crane. Meritich. So, again, so Chazeris has generally been understood to be lettuce, and there is no real controversy about that. No controversy about that, as far as I know. Tamcha was identified as crane by the Rishonim of Ashkenaz, and that there is considerable controversy about. It is far from clear that. Tamcha actually is horseradish. The Chacham Tzvi. The Chacham Tzvi points out that, first of all, regardless of whether Tamcha is or is not horseradish, it is anyway, L'Chatchila should not be used for Mar. He says that the Gemara brings a story. The Gemara says, the Gemara says that the, the Gemara says that the, the preferred form of Mar is Chazeras. The Gemara brings a story that Ravina, founder of Achabre de Rava, was looking for Marirasa, one of the other types of Mar. He says, why are you doing that? Because it's more bitter? But the Chazaris, the mission says, Chazaris is first. The Chazaris is better. Chazaris is preferable. The Gemara brings various other opinions that Chazaris slash Chasa is the preferred form of Mar. Why is it the preferred form of Mar? The Gemara brings a couple of suggestions. One of them is my Chasa. The name Chasa is an allusion, the very name is an allusion to the Rachmanus, the compassion Hashem had, Chas Rachmani Lavon. Hashem had compassion on the Jewish people and redeemed them from Egypt. The Gemara brings another pshat. The Mitzrayim were like Marar. Marar is Tchilasa Rach, Vesofa Kasha. Marar starts out being soft but gets uh, harsher at the end. Mitzrayim also, Tchilasa Rach, Sofa Kasha. Either that they first said, work and we'll pay you. Later they said, later they said uh, we'll make you work, we'll put taskmasters on you. The Yushalmi says, originally they said, back in Bereshis, they said, Paro invited him down with great honor and deference, and the best part of the land you can have, and later they enslaved them. So, Chazeres, Chasa in particular, is Tchilaso, is, is, Chazeres, the Yushalmi says, is, 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 even though it's Masuk, the reason we use it, is because it is Chazeris, it's Tchilas and Masuk, Mar. That's what the Bavli seems to be saying as well, that the, that the, that, that the, that's why you should have Chazeris. So, so that he, so the one, the one who was looking for Mirasa said he was Chazer, you're right, Chazeris is the Iker, and that's how we paskin in the Shulchan Aruch, that Chazeris is the ideal. So the Chacham Tzvi already said, he says that really a person, Really, a person should be using chazeres for chazeres, which is lettuce, salata, another European word for lettuce. Really, a person should be using lettuce for mar. The reason we don't, he says, the reason some, some Jews don't is because in Arzus Ashkenaz in Northern Europe, Germany, he says, 
in the time of Pesach, they didn't have lettuce. And they, they had chrein because that was tamcha. The chamsi was upset because it's hard to eat even half a kezayis. It's so, so strong. He said it's the, the not yet mitzvah of marah. And uh, it had to do with climate, that they were simply unable, they were simply unable to, they were simply unable to get, to get lettuce. So instead they used, uh, instead they used, instead they used crane. But the ichor certainly is that a person should use chazaris. And the various achronim mention this, mention this explicitly, various later achronim. The Kitzvah Shulchan Aruch says that, that Maror, he says, the Minagiz, people take crane. Yosher Tov is Chazer, as he says. Sal, salat. Lettuce is better than crane. It's easier to eat, and it's, uh, even though it doesn't taste bitter, but if you leave it in the ground, it becomes bitter. It can be Yosher with other things also, but the Chazeris is the best. So, I, so I'm not actually sure. You know, lettuce, everyone always says, lettuce is not bitter, lettuce is tasty. We put it in salads. It's not exactly sweet, but it's uh, not exactly bitter. So the truth is, uh, the internet knows the answer to all questions. Lettuce actually does get bitter. I found on the website Gardening Know How an entire article about why is my lettuce bitter? Why is lettuce bitter? How can I make it not be bitter? So these people, of course, are not interested in murder. They, they want to get the lettuce not to be bitter, as opposed to us. We, we like the idea of bitter lettuce. They give all kinds of reasons why, why lettuce gets bitter, and they say that, that fundamentally, once it gets warmer, once it gets summer, that lettuce is a cool season vegetable. Once the temperature rises, the plant starts to mature and it sends out the stalk and flowers and it becomes bitter. That's a natural process. It can't be stopped. That, that's, that is mamish, what Chazal said. Apparently, as a city kid, I have no idea, but apparently that's true. That if you leave lettuce on the... If you leave lettuce growing, it eventually turns bitter. They advise you at the end of the article, why is my lettuce bitter? What can I do about it? Most likely, your bitter lettuce is the result of the maturation process. Exactly as Chazal said, it's so fomar that if lettuce matures, it gets bitter. The question is, when you eat marr, when you eat lettuce for marr, do you actually have to look for lettuce that's actually bitter? So the Chazanish famously held that the letter should have, lettuce should have at least some bitterness. But other postkim disagreed. Other postkim said there's no such thing. Most other postkim say it's not the halacha. Archa Shulchan, for example, the Archa Shulchan says that the, the Archa Shulchan says that that our children is discussing the din, that, that if you cook the lettuce, if you cook the stalks, it loses its taste of marr, so you can't be yotze with it. Frek the Shulchan, really? You're so worried about the taste of the marr? Chazeris has no bitter taste in the first place. He says, no, that's normal. Chazeris normally doesn't have a bitter taste. If you harvest the lettuce at an appropriate time, it doesn't have bitterness, so that's fine. If it has bitterness and you boil it away, that, that's uh, shinoi, you, you changed it, you doctored it, that's not good. Our Shulchan apparently took for granted, there's no need for lettuce to be bitter at all, Many postkim took many many postkim take that position. Chazanish is, is an exception, but many postkim say Ramanasha Klein said it was okay. Apparently, many postkim said that it was fine if your lettuce is not bitter. Chazanish said lettuce should be bitter. People who do use lettuce use different kinds of lettuce. Romaine lettuce is the most popular. Although Shimonider brings that Ravaren Cutler used to use iceberg lettuce. Again, we don't really know what kind of lettuce Chazal used for. We don't really know what kind of lettuce they used. They used in the time of Chazal. The Rav Henkin, Rav Henkin, used to say that actually horseradish is better. Because horseradish might not be the first on the list, but we know what it is. There's no doubt, at least once you assume that, that it's crane, as the Rishonim said, so we know exactly, uh, so, so, so we, we, know what horserad- we know what horseradish is, uh, we know what tamcha is, it's horseradish, there, there's no, no two ways about it. On the other hand, Rav Henkin argued that the 
that when it comes to lettuce, we don't really know. There are lots of types of lettuce. You know, who knows which type of lettuce is the one said by Chazal? So Rav Henkin actually turned the argument on its head and said that horseradish is better. But most poskim said lettuce is better. And the question is, is it really true? Is it really true that lettuce is that 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 horseradish is? Uh, is it really true that horseradish is is chrein? So, so, so there, 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 there is some doubt about that. There, there, again, there are Rishonim, there are Rishonim who say, there are Rishonim who say that the horseradish is lettuce. But uh, again, the scholars, the scholars claim that horseradish didn't exist in the time of Chazal in the in the Middle East. It, it wasn't native to that part of the world. Furthermore, people intuitively think, oh, horseradish is really mar-like. I cry when I eat it. It's so hard to eat. But, uh, but again, people point out that that's really sharpness or hotness and not bitter. The, the scientists tell us that there are four tastes or five tastes a person tastes. They're sweet, sour, bitter, and salty, umami also, whatever that is exactly. Hotness and sharpness is not really a taste. It, it affects different types of receptors, different types of receptors in the nerves. It, it is a sensation, but it's not... You, you can pick up hotness with other parts of your body as well, not just the tongue. So... Hotness is not really the same as bitterness. I don't know exactly what bitterness is, but, but apparently hotness and sharpness is not really the same as bitter at all. So on the one hand, some have argued that horseradish is better because it really tastes sharp and it's hard to eat and it makes you cry. Others have said, that's not bitter. Horseradish is not bitter. The truth is, apparently, horseradish does get bitter as well. In the Wikipedia, again, Internet has the answers to lots of questions. Uh, apparently, Wikipedia tells us that once exposed to air or heat, horseradish loses its pungency, darkens in color, and develops a bitter flavor. So on the one hand, the Achronim warn you not to grind the horseradish too early and not to leave it exposed because it'll lose its pungency, just like the Gemara says you shouldn't cook the Mara because it takes away the, the Marivus. The Achronim say you shouldn't, on the one hand, many Achronim say you shouldn't eat it whole, unlike the Nasibas who says you should, but most Achronim say you shouldn't eat it whole because it's too strong and it's too dangerous. On the other hand, they warn you don't, uh, don't, uh, don't water it down too much, don't cause it to lose too much pungency. So the Akronim seems to assume, to assume that the pungency is the Marirus, and you don't want to lose at least not all of it. On the other hand, it, apparently just the opposite happens. When the horseradish is exposed, it loses its pungency, but it gains what is actually technically bitterness, just like lettuce does to, a, to some extent. So maybe it would be better to expose it by that logic. I'll call upon him the, once again... The academics here are mafakfeik on the idea that horseradish is actually actually is tamcha, actually is the, the third form of mar. Even if we don't accept the academics, once again, either way, horseradish is not the preferred one. The preferred one is lettuce. If you go like Rav Hankin and you're not convinced our lettuce is the right kind of lettuce, then maybe that would be an argument for horseradish. But there are a number of Akram who do say there are a number of Akram who do say that lettuce actually is that lettuce actually is preferable. There are, uh, that, that, that there are there are a number of Akronim who said that the that, that the lettuce is ideal. David Feinstein and others have said that the that the Shulchan Aruch Harav, the Aruch Shulchan, Ramosha all all held that lettuce is preferable to horseradish because lettuce is chazeres, which is chasa, which is number one. You can't be smarter than the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, despite the fact that lettuce, the Mishnah didn't say he was talking dafka about bitter lettuce. The Mishnah said lettuce is number one, and then they held that was true, even if the lettuce is sweet. So a number of uh, 20th century postcom as well have said, you know, the 20th century and earlier postcom have said that lettuce is the lettuce is preferable to horseradish, even if the even if the lettuce is sweet. 
Some people want to eat both. There, there is a long-standing minute to eat both. Many Kaharists have both uh, spaces for Chazeres and Marar on them, which people, people often put horseradish in one, lettuce in the other. Akron and Bring, people had that minhag. Some people eat them both together. On the other hand, there's an argument against leaving them both together because the against leave, eating them both together because if horseradish is not marrow, then you, then you risk the possibility that the tam of the horseradish is mavatal the tam of the marrow, the tam of the lettuce. So you can eat them separately. They bring that rav. They bring that Rosalvechik had the custom as as, as many as many, uh, as many Jews used to have eating of eating them separately of eating of eating both of them. They say Rav Salvechik used to eat uh, horseradish and then lettuce to do, uh, again, it sounds like he ate them separately to do the mitzvah of Mara. So once again, again, we, we have a long-standing Masora going back to the Gedole Ashkenaz that horseradish is Mara. Once again, particularly in the 20th century, we have some academics, we have some who are fake on the identification of horseradish and with, uh, with Mara at all. In any event, lettuce is preferable, assuming that our lettuce is the right kind of lettuce, assuming it doesn't have to be bitter, that lettuce is actually preferable. So many posts can say, you should eat lettuce. Some people eat both, either because you want to taste some of the bitterness or some of the stronger taste of mar, or because, like Ravankin said, maybe, or because or maybe because we're not so sure that our lettuce is, the, is right because it's not bitter or because it's not the right species. So some people actually eat both. One final concern the post can mention, going back to the Chassam Sofer, the Chassam Sofer actually argues that, that horseradish will sometimes be preferable. Chassam Sofer said that lettuce is often infested with bugs, as it is today. Therefore, the Chassam Sofer says, if you can't, if you're not convinced that your lettuce is bug-free, then it's, uh, it's a terrible mistake to eat lettuce for Mara, because you're, you're trying to do a mitzvah drabanan, Mara b'smanazeh drabanan, and you're being nichshal and eating talam and eating bugs, which is, a, which is an iser daraisa. As the Mishnah Brewer puts it, he says, they're hard to see these bugs, people with weak eyesight can't see them, he says, and therefore, unless you have dedicated people, Bala Yira, Yirei Shemayim, who can properly check the lettuce, better to take Chrein, he says, even though it's number three, he says, because Chalila li kashel balav, chas v'shalom, to be over a lav of eating bugs, because v'kiyam et fedrabanan, particularly, he says, because you have an etzit, efshalakayim shneim, you can eat Chrein. So if you're worried that your lettuce is infested, then it is far preferable to eat Chrein, not to risk the question of an isidaraisa. But if your lettuce is clean, if you have uh, bodek, or if you know, you know how to check the lettuce, if you have lettuce that's free of bugs, then, according to many achronim, lettuce is preferable, although even there, some, some still make the argument that horseradish is preferable, either because we're not sure, we're not sure that the, exactly what species of lettuce is the right species of lettuce, or because we want to make sure that the marer has at least some taste of marirus, unlike our lettuce, which is frequently not bitter at all.